The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now it's time for Boxed and uh, Screen Times. John Fardy is with me now. And um, you're going to talk about a, a series, a three-parter that I watched myself. Yeah. Get Gotti. Yeah, John Gotti. People may remember in the 80s and early 90s, he was, they called him the Dapper Don. He was the head of, of the New York crime family, the, the number one in the mafia, so to speak. And they call him the Dapper Don because he was quite a handsome guy. He wore silk suits And as his career in crime went on, he definitely courted the media and he enjoyed what they were saying about him. And that's a no-no in the little I know of the mafia, mostly through movies and stuff like, you're not meant to do that. And he began this kind of relationship with America and New York specifically. Yeah, he enjoyed celebrity. Yeah, he became a folk hero in essence, even though he was a stone-blooded killer, you know. That band... uh, what are they called? Scooby Snacks? Fun Loving Criminals. Yeah. They had a song in the 90s called uh, The King of New York and the chorus was Laddie Daddy Free John Gotti The King of New York The King of New York. So like despite the fact this guy was pretty rotten people yeah. kind of admired him as a kind of Robin Hood character which he really wasn't. He wasn't. That, they also nicknamed him the Teflon Don yes. on foot of his Uh, being brought to court and walking free again and again. Many, many times. And the documentary does this very well. Let me give you a a quick flavour of it to begin, so to speak. And this, this, this documentary is peopled with people on both sides of the law and they do get former mobsters, which sometimes you're a bit uncomfortable about because they're, they've done their time and now they're talking about the great time they had. But anyway, this will give you a flavour. This is kind of how John Gotti came to be. John thought he was the next in line. You know, now if I'm John Gotti, I'm sitting back, I look at this guy. He wants to kill my brother. He Instead of making me the underboss, he made Tommy Bellotti the underboss. What does that mean? That means they're going to come after me. Paul Castellano knows John's a threat and he wants John out of the picture and makes a remark to somebody that he was going to take care of John Gotti right after Christmas. Now, John Gotti, he's a gangster. John Gotti does not give a f*** about Christmas. Now it's either kill or be killed. And that was it. That was the last straw. And this was uh, the killing of Paul Castellano and his driver uh, in in a car. And there was no doubt in anybody's mind, maybe not in law enforcement, but certainly inside the mafia, who did it. Absolutely. Everyone knew, it seemed. Uh, But they weren't able to pin him up. Call Paul Castellano was the head honcho, uh, tutti duty captain, I think they call it in the Italian mafia. And he decided to take him out because he was going to be taken out, as they say. And then it gets into, and this is really the fascinating part of the documentary, why they weren't able to catch him. And there was a whole number of factors, but chief among them, and it's very interesting, is there were different aspects of the American justice system after him. And they weren't sharing yeah, They weren't the talking to each other. No, they were getting into competition. So the FBI were after him, but also this kind of special task force. And you have these people being interviewed, telling the story very well, I have to say. And it's because they weren't talking. So they put a bug in 
one one branch of law enforcement put a bug in this hunting club he used to go to. There was no hunting done. It was a place for them to sit yeah, and drink. It wasn't exactly salubrious either, was no, it? No, it was horrible. I think it was in this place in Queens and it looked awful. It looked, like, it looked like, I don't know what it looked like. Not pleasant is what it looked like. But they started bugging it and they thought, this is going to be great. But they realised the bug was too far away. Like, this is really like something out of The Sopranos. Mm. And they couldn't hear what he was saying. And at one point, <clears throat> there's a mob movie movie on the TV and they think they're getting great stuff and it actually turns out to be some mob film like it was hilarious except it was true and they weren't catching it. and the Sopranos thing I mentioned there is is kind of interesting because if you're a Sopranos fan and I am you will see that the Sopranos really got a lot of the mafia bang on because it seemed very much like the way Gotti and people went on the whole way they talk their rationale the strange omerta system they have yeah now uh, <laughs> at one case and it was a slam dunk, absolute slam dunk. They had a witness and uh, yeah. uh, and so on. And then the witness comes into the witness box. And sorry, uh, ne- never saw that. No, can't really remember. And the headline in New York was, I forgot he. Yeah, I know, which, which is, is funny if, if it wasn't involving the murder of people. And this is the thing, you see, he did jury tampering. And at one point you can, uh, they've probably mocked it up for the purposes of a documentary, but you can, they basically jurors are leaving the courthouse and everyone can see that these are cars full of jurors. So the mob get to them and offer them 60,000 dollars yeah. at the time and they take them off. That's off. a huge now, amount of money back then. Absolutely, in the late 80s. But like you mentioned the I forgot, he, like Andy Warhol did a cover for Time Magazine with Gotti. Like that's how bizarre it was becoming this Robin Hood kind of thing. Now, the most bizarre one that he gets often and I have a clip of this is they were playing tapes that they got, they thought they had a decent line and you can hear Gotti say, bust him up, or it sounds like bust him up. But then his very smart lawyer says, but what does that mean? Like I could say, Pat, I'm going to bust you up and that could be open to all sorts of interpretation. So take a listen to this. Every single person in the courtroom, they were all wearing headphones. John Gotti refused to wear the headphones. Outside of court, I asked him, Mr. Gotti, how come you don't listen to the tapes? How come you don't put the earphones on? I like Julio Iglesias. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather listen to Julio Iglesias, the singer. And Gotti just seemed amused by the whole thing. Those three words were the key words in the whole trial. Did John Gotti say... The so-called bust, bust them up phrase. Do you know what was meant by that? Do you know what was in Mr. Gotti's mind when he said that? Yes, sir. You read his mind? What was so uh, brilliant and devious at the same time is tr- you, all you have to do is put some doubt in one juror's mind. That was Bruce Cutler's job. I think it's fairly obvious. Do you know what's in his mind now? I wish I knew. It was extraordinary uh, seeing these former mafia people, and there's a mafia mall, if I may call yeah. that, yeah, contributing as well. And the, the the terms we're used to, like a made man yeah. or Cosa Nostra or a wise guy yeah. um, or a rat, these are 
the terms they actually use. This is not the stuff of the novel or the movie. Absolutely. And you know, I'm reminded of this. Uh, James Gandolfini, God rest him, who played Tony Soprano, was at home one night. He got this phone call and the Sopranos had been on the week before and Tony's at a barbecue and he's wearing shorts and there's this very harsh Ameri- Afri- or, uh, Italian-American on the phone and he goes, listen, the show's great, but the Don does not wear shorts and he hung up the phone. So there was an interplay between the Sopranos and the people like that as well. So they've, they've informed each other. He eventually goes down as you'll see in this documentary, because he flew too close yeah. to the sun, John Guy. And we, we, we won't uh, reveal a no. spoiler as to yes. how they finally yeah. nailed him uh, and he died in prison at yeah, a, a, a young age. Um, by the way, we recently talked to a former member of the Gambino family, a guy oh, called wow. John Alite, as part of our series on the Mafia three-parter. It's available to listen back on Go Loud, but it's a good insight into the history, um, the working of the Mafia and ultimately uh, the takedown. But uh, extraordinary stuff that... Yeah. Uh, the truth is actually stranger than fiction. One criticism I read somewhere about it that it was, uh, you know, for the TikTok generation, it's done in small little bites. I, I didn't. I found the narrative very good. I must. Yeah, say. no, so that it's very fast paced, and you hear there's music throughout the whole thing. But no, I found it pretty beguiling the whole yeah. way through. To be honest, what have you got on screen time this week? The main thing I want to tell you about is there's a great new Robbie Williams documentary out yeah. that we should probably talk about in the coming weeks because sure. it's it's a cut above the rest. I've the doc. I've the maker of that a guy called Joe Perlman. Kieran Cuddy, he's chatting about his favourite movie and all the usual movies and reviews. Very good. And Screen Time is available as a podcast. Friday at five and on the radio at six on Saturday. Yeah, I heard it on Sunday as well last week. It's repeated. They just can't get enough. They They're thinking of putting of it on at five to twelve. That's why our ratings are so good. <laughs> because of you, John. Thank you very much for that. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk. Uh,